Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this series, I'm interviewing uh, board member candidates, and with me in this segment is Kyle Ashby. Kyle, how you doing, man? I'm so good. I'm happy to be talking at 10 p.m. on a Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. This is Thursday. It is 10 p.m., and you are person number four, so uh, I think I'm getting into a pretty good groove about how we're doing this. Um, in the interest of time, um, Let's just go ahead and have you introduce yourself, give a quick spiel on, on who you are, and then we'll just dive right into some of the questions that uh, I was able to pull. So um, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I am Kyle Ashby. I uh, run Out Loud Sports Portland, uh, which is the queer league for No Sting Dodgeball. I am the captain of Sedona Vortex, the little known team not from Arizona, in fact, from Portland. And I have been building up dodgeball in the Portland area uh, since covid and then became a formal league manager in 2021. Awesome. Well, let's expand upon that a little bit. Um, like I said, I did receive a lot of questions. Some I pulled from Dodgeball Family, um, some I pulled from the Typeform survey. So thank you everybody that contributed these. Um, first one is going to be, um, what have you done to grow the sport of Dodgeball? Yeah, so it's been pretty regional. Um, I kept the sport alive during COVID as safely as I could. Uh, basically, we didn't want to stop playing. We had just gotten a taste of it uh, with Varsity Gay League uh, before we were shut down. And uh, after a couple months, once we got a sense of what was safe and what wasn't, uh, we started playing outdoor masked dodgeball uh, at Irving Park. Um, and we kept that going every Friday, pretty much until uh, 2021 when I became a league manager. And it involved fighting with the city, fighting with tennis players who hated sharing the courts with us. Uh, and then people who, other dodgeballers who said I was a monster for throwing any sort of group event uh, during that time. You know, it was scary for all of us, but science was saying that if you wear a mask and you keep it on and you're all doing it, then it's going to be okay. And it was. Um, none of us got COVID until we started playing indoors. Um, and uh, that was really important to me. I needed that lifeline personally. Um, and so did a lot of other people. So I was happy to keep that sport alive um, during a really scary time for a lot of us. Um, past that, now I manage a queer league. Uh, I support the other leagues that are happening in Portland. Um, and then honestly, where I spend most of my energy is training people to be captains, to be better at the sport, to get excited about it, to travel. Um, I have really tried to encourage a lot of people to build teams, to go to things like Sin City and the FOMI. Um, and we have, you know, the most Portland teams that have ever gone to, uh, the USA tournament scene. So I'm really happy about that. Awesome. Next question is, why are you the best person for the executive board position? Um, I don't know that I am. Uh, I am doing this because people that I respect and respect me asked me to consider doing this. They know that I've been running organizations, uh, helping small businesses, running exec boards of my own um, for a long time. And I think I have a head for business, for how nonprofits run and how to take people's passion and turn it into action. Um, I'm 37. <laughs> Frankly, the best years of dodgeball are behind me. Uh, all I can do is get smarter and not injure myself. But I deep down care about uh, this sport and I want it to go to new and exciting places. And I think I have the business acumen to make that happen. Awesome. Um, I've, I've said this in, in previous interviews. I, I'm doing really hard or doing my best to, to not dig into what I would consider rabbit holes. Uh, there's definitely a lot that I wanted to know more about. 
So forgive me if I'm if I feel like I'm being brief, but um, I'm just going to keep moving through these questions because there, there's a lot that we got that I want to cycle through. Um, Absolutely. The next question kind of ties into the previous one, and um, I'll go ahead and just ask it as it is. What makes you qualified to represent the organization USA Dodgeball as an executive board member? Uh, I would say the most important thing is that um, shittier financial days are coming for all of us. Uh, we are absolutely dealing with a recession uh, in the next year, next two years, and that is usually the doom for nonprofits. I graduated college in 2008 and went into the worst job market for people who wanted to work in nonprofit, uh, at the time, political advocacy, um, but we made it work. Um, I ended up working for an environmental nonprofit called uh, Energy Action Coalition in 2008. And we had, uh, through a motivated volunteer base and people who were really struggling to pay their rent in Washington, D.C., we put together the largest environmental youth um, conference that had ever happened at that time. Um, we stormed the halls of Congress with several thousand students from around the country, and it was really awesome. And there was almost no funding. Um, so I am able to take people's excitement about something and compare it to lean years that are on the way and still make things happen. It may not be the pie in the sky goals that people have approached me with, but that just means they're passionate about something. And my job is to make it realistic and actionable. Um, and that's what I think I can do for this board. Nice. The, uh, I may reiterate this towards the end, but you have a really good thread going on in hashtag Doswell family. And so, um, again, part of why I'm being so brief is because a lot of your questions have been very well thought out, very responded to, I think you've identified every single person and, you know, paragraph after paragraph. So if anybody's listening, feels like we're, we're not covering these thoroughly. Um, I invite you to go look at that thread and, um, just want to throw that out there. So, um, moving to the next question, what, uh, what things or items in your platform are your highest priorities right now? I'm sorry, it's not very sexy, but it is financial stability. Um, the fact that this org survived COVID is a testament uh, to the board members that run it currently, but it's also a testament to the player base and people like you who kept a podcast going during COVID. Like those years sucked for a lot of businesses and a lot of niche nonprofits close their doors and will not open again. So my job is to take the people that kept the org live during the worst pandemic we've ever seen and turn it into something that has a five, 10 year vision. Um, a strong board creates a strategic plan. Uh, if there is one, I'd love to read it. I'd love to go over the financials, audit where we're at. Uh, and when you do that, you can then engage the community, get all that raw input, all that passion and blend the two. Yeah, you have to do things that are realistic. Um, you have to build a coalition of partners with a shared vision. We have international dodgeball players. I've listened to a couple episodes of the podcast. I love British dodgeball. I think that org and the way they're running things is pretty amazing. I'd love to talk to them more. Um, another realistic thing is this is a volunteer board. People have full-time jobs. If we have millionaire board member candidates, you should, you should absolutely get at least one of them because we need people who can divest, invest a lot of time in this organization. So long-term goal, depending on where our financials at, are getting paid staff who can dedicate 40 or more a week, uh, hours a week to make this happen. I want to go back to one of the points you made. Um, and thank you, by the way, um, for those of you listening, um, you were 
gracious enough to have some bullet points that I could read off of so I can kind of jump around real quick if I wanted to pick in on something. But you said you think in terms of, you think in years and decades, not terminate seasons. So something about your last answer kind of remind me of that. Can we, can we jump back to that and what, what you mean by that real quick? Yeah, um, I think people want to win, right? Like that's why we're playing the sport. We want to have the best team possible. Uh, we want to beat our opponents and we want to take home that trophy. Um, I want to do that too. I want to do it in the best tournament scene possible, and I don't think we're there yet. And the way we get there is having a way forward for as many players as possible and to build the player base. You know, a lot of the people I've talked to over the last couple of days since I sort of put my name forward have been playing dodgeball a long time, and they won't be playing dodgeball forever. And I want them to have fucking fantastic years. Uh, and I also want new people who haven't been exposed to the sort sport to get excited about where it's going. So I really need to approach being a board member, if elected, with what are we doing over the next five years to grow us domestically, to grow us regionally, uh, because we have to keep things regional, to keep things strong. If we don't have a strong South, we don't have a strong East, we don't have a strong West uh, or Southwest, like we will not be able to build a national coalition of players that care about where the sport is going um, domestically and internationally. And so I want to think about what it's going to take to get us um, on TV consistently in five years. Um, that is the sort of landscape I want to operate in, not how is the tournament going to be next season, which I also care about, but that's not all a board member should be caring about. Gotcha. Appreciate you. Uh, let me go back to address that because I personally, I feel like that's kind of refreshing. We're, we're all thinking next tournament, next tournament, uh, next event, next event, but to have that forward thinking mentality is, is going to be huge. And then, then we can, you know, talk about how we're going to best bring dodgeball to a, you know, televised platform. And this isn't a dig at all to, to Tillman's question, but I feel like his question is very much in the future that, uh, you know, there's a lot of housekeeping we got to do first before we approach that. So, um, going back to, um, the other piece you had mentioned or started listing some bullet points on in response to the highest priority platform, are there any specific steps that you'll take to achieve some of the goals you've laid out? Yeah, uh, we have to know where the financials are. There needs to be an audit done of the organization. We need to understand from the current board how they got through COVID, how they got enough money together to run the tournament this time. I mean, I know how expensive venues are. I know how expensive gyms are. Like, it must have been an undertaking, and I need to understand that to plan for next year because everything is going up. Hotels, um, any travel costs, uh, venues, um, gyms, like I said, all those things are going to go up. And so I need to know that we can plan two, three years out with contracts uh, where we're not going to be disregarded for an organization that has more money than us because we're in a growing phase. Um, after that, once we know where the financials are strong and stable, it's about getting really strategic community input and power mapping our collective skill sets. There are a lot of really talented people that are playing dodgeball and we have to tap them as volunteers and build uh, a community of people that we can you know, put on specific committees uh, to get the right donors, the right media presence, the right tournament planners, um, because that's how you create long-term goals is having that infrastructure in place. That's awesome. So this next question is, um, and I feel like a broken record at this point, but I'm, I'm going to keep asking because I feel like it's a hot topic and that's just toxic behavior. Um, a couple of questions have come up asking, um, basically what is your plan for toxic behavior and, and how do you plan on, on handling it? Yeah. I mean, the first thing is we really have to understand as a community, what toxic behavior is, uh, 
you know, there are always going to be agro personalities in a sport. And one of the things that I think this is coming from is that we have a large community of people who want to turn a very expensive hobby into something more. And that's really what dodgeball is. It's a very expensive hobby. I have made no money playing dodgeball and that's not happening anytime soon. And so I think sort of the combined stress of like spending a lot of money to do something you love and it not being what you envisioned in your head produces some really bad outcomes on the court sometimes. And I also feel like we have a pay, uh, unpaid uh, board um, that is trying to do a lot of things at once. And we have to get to a place where there's a structure for filing a complaint, having that complaint heard, and then having that complaint adjudicated in a way that is recordable um, and transparent. Um, and that is the only way you build in the confidence that this will be handled appropriately. I am sure that has been done before. Uh, I'm sure during COVID that was a huge struggle. Um, but people have to know that there's accountability. And what that accountability is, is a group of people that you have elected to represent you making decisions in the best interests of the community. And sometimes that is getting rid of players for a season. Sometimes that is getting rid of players for good. Um, that should always be uh, a thought out decision uh, and not reactive. Um, and people need to know what's acceptable and what's not. And so going over player agreements, going over codes of conduct and having them be applied equally. I think there are really talented people at this sport who act shittily on the court. I think there are people who uh, play the rules to their advantage. That can happen in a sporting environment. And we need to have people who are dedicated enough to point it out in a way that is actionable rather than um, immediately getting hot, uh, immediately demanding justice because things have to be done in a structured way. Um, I think that toxic behavior can kill somebody who's new to the tournament scene. I think it can kill people who've been doing it a long time that have wanted things to be better and are just tired. And I think it's something the board has to address formally in this new season, but not looking back. They need to be looking forward. This is what tournament scenes are going to be like in the future. This is what regional sports are going to look like in the future, rather than hashing out something that happened out three years ago. Gotcha. So let's move on to another question that's been brought up uh, several times uh, across different people. Um, I will name drop Scott Cooner just because he went through the trouble of filling out my type form. Thank you, Scott. But he does ask, do you have any ideas? And he welcomes specifics on how to increase involvement uh, in regions and cities that are struggling. So I think um, like the East, South, I mean, I hate to call people out, but let's like the North and the South. Those are the ones that keep coming up in my questions. Um, how would you reach out to those regions and, and help them grow? Yeah, I mean, I addressed this in my dodgeball family thread. I think we should all be stealing egregiously from the British dodgeball toolkit model. Uh, basically, it goes like, here are the forms you need to, you know, establish a contract with the gym. Here's how you protect yourself legally. Here's how you provide medical liability. Like, it, they literally have everything on the website so that you can just bring dodgeball to your area. And they say, hey, you have questions? Reach out to us. Uh, USA Dodgeball should absolutely generate a toolkit that in play dodgeball into their area. Um, we should have coaches um, that are volunteers at first and hopefully paid later that go into the area when it starts to really build some momentum and make sure players are really learning those high value skills that are going to impress people and get them to join. Um, and one of the things that I hope a future board talks about is that there has to be a strong regional board for each area uh, that supports USA dodgeball. I'm sure that has been talked about before. Um, that it should be pursued again in the future because in a volunteer-led position, you need a coalition of good partners that know their community best 
to give you the input to make good domestic sort of national decisions. Um, so at the very least, we should generate a toolkit of like, hey, you're, you want to do a league in your area? Here's everything you need uh, and we'll help you find a venue because finding a venue really sucks. Uh, and venues are getting harder and harder to find, which is also something I addressed in that thread. So that would be the first thing. And then after that, it's about building up those rock stars, uh, those people who are not only going to play dodgeball well, but are also going to uh, teach people and encourage them to play a sport they never considered before. That is honestly what I spend a lot of my time doing in Portland is saying like, hey, you've never tried this before. I'm going to cover your sub feed the first time. Come try it out. I'm going to have you meet some of the players I really love. And it's just sort of that hand holding so that people stick around for more than a week or two. Nice. Um, I'm going to ask this question, but I feel like it's been covered just kind of listening to your credentials and your history, but, um, you can expand on, you can expand upon it if you want to, or we can move on to the next one, but that is, what is something you have worked on personally that has benefited the greater dodgeball community? Um, I brought new teams to the tournament scene when I joined the Portland community. Um, every time there was a tournament, I would be the last to know, and I was the one keeping dodgeball alive during COVID. And that was because people didn't respect me as a player and they didn't know me well enough. So I had to build those relationships. I could have taken it personally and been like, you don't know what you're missing, but like, it's a sport. People want to play with the good players and I was getting better. Um, I'm still sort of a middle of the road player, but I'm smart on the court and I know how to build relationships to get a good team. Uh, Sedona really surprised people. And that's because I chose people I knew would work well together. And this is our first time ever playing in a tournament scene. Um, so uh, the biggest thing I've done is sort of open the tournament scene to other players in the Pacific Northwest and been and said like, hey, you know, you're just getting started at dodgeball. Cut your teeth on the court and see how scary and intimidating it can really be. And you're going to have a blast. I know it. Nice. Next question is, um, how will you continue to support the dodgeball community if you are not selected? Or elected. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to continue to run my leagues. Um, I love working with Lucas in Seattle. I think Dodgeball Seattle has done some really great things in their area. Uh, there's pl plenty to do in the Pacific Northwest. But also, um, since I've sort of put my name forward and I've shown people how I can talk about Dodgeball, people have asked me how to find venues in their area, uh, how to get players excited, how to retain players. And I'm happy to share that knowledge with folks. Um, I think it's important just to share information as much as possible because gatekeeping is just not going to help our sport at all. So if, if you're a good player holding back skills uh, and there are people who want to learn from you, what are you doing? We're trying to make the sport as good as possible. Uh, and the, if you are keeping people from accessing venues or accessing your teams or just learning from you, uh, on the individual level, you're holding us back. And on the community level, you're failing us. Awesome. Um, if someone is excluded from a tournament or national team selection for reasons unrelated to dodgeball, do they have the right to know why and face the accusation? Yes, absolutely. Uh, if, if, if it ever gets to the point where a player where we consider banning them, uh, they need to know before it happens. Uh, and they need to know what is their process for uh, stating their own case uh, and hearing the case stated against them. Uh, they need to know when the decision-making process will resolve. And, and if they are uh, banned for a season or for a longer period of time, they need to know what the appeal process is so that if they want to stay engaged, they can demonstrate contrition or a change in behavior and then bring that forward to the board. That should be really straightforward and not a mystery to folks. 
So I know I'm jumping around in some of these questions. Um, there was a couple that you had listed that Bill Fisher had asked. So we'll go ahead and uh, dive into those real quick. And that is, um, I think this is a, his famous three or four parter. So I'll just be the whole thing first. Um, <laughs> he asks, what does the success of the organization and the sport look like in four years? And how do you measure it? What are the incremental goals you have to provide that path to success? What are the biggest blockers to those goals? And how do you seek to address them? Yeah, I'll do an elevator uh, version of this because I could write this out um, if Bill really wants me to uh, with a longer plan, but it won't translate well in uh, a podcast. Uh, the biggest things is we have to create a board um, that tackles three major things. One is a strategic plan for the organization for a growth model. So the organization has to grow past COVID. Uh, it has to grow regionally and it has to grow nationally uh, past that. You also need board members that are committed to the financial stability of the org. We have to pursue strategic financial partnerships, whether it's through venues, uh, through airlines, uh, through major sports companies. Uh, we have to get on the radar of sports companies because we are a growing community that will spend money on equipment uh, and clothing that is built for us and our needs. Uh, and that is something the board should be thinking about uh, in the next four years. Additionally, we have to create uh, a regional system where there are people running their communities in a way that is in line with USA Dodgeball and what we want, which is to build the professional level of the sport and to build the player base. Because one of the things I am worried about is it's really hard to have conversations about how to recruit young people in a way that is consistent with how I know to recruit young people, which is to get them early and to get them in charge. Uh, and so I think that's why uh, uh, the NCDA has done such great things. Um, I'd love to work with them uh, with the national goals of how we get a player base past college. Um, and that's going to take up four years easily. Um, we're going to have a tournament scene that gets more and more refined. Uh, we need to do long-term partnerships with gyms and hotels so we don't have unexpected costs or dismissals. Um, and then the incremental goals are building a coalition of committees uh, and people around the country who are going to help serve those goals for just as long as the board does. Um, and for people to know how they can be engaged, the biggest blockers are we really don't know what's coming. We all got hit with a very unexpected life path over the last two years. You know, I'm from Florida. Uh, Fort Myers is not in a good place. Uh, if there is dodgeball in Fort Myers, it's not happening there for a minute. And we need to know how to be adaptable to what the world's going to throw at us. Um, and so we need board members who are thinking in, again, five, 10 year plans, not the next tournament season. Yeah. Um, one of the candidate hopefuls is actually caught in that hurricane right now. So hopefully we'll hear from him. Sunday. That sucks. He literally said, yeah, I grew up. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, nah, he literally said, uh, I'm, I'm going to go through a blackout for a couple of days, but I'll reach out to you on Sunday. I'm like, all right, man, be safe. But yeah. Uh, they're no joke. I mean, uh, I'm from I'm from the east coast of Florida, but I know people on the west coast, and it is not a fun place to be right now. Let's, well, uh, yeah, who, who? No one saw 2020. No one saw this whole Russian Ukraine thing. No one saw the economy. So, I mean, it's there's definitely a lot out there versus, um, you know, just some of the stuff we had talked about previously with just financials or you know the, the typical things that kind of hinder dodgeball. Um, what is it important about the role of a board member to accomplish what you think is vital for the organization? For where the organization is now and where it's going, we should be effective and uninteresting. Uh, like what the board is doing 
should not be things people are talking about the most. They should be talking about the next opportunity opportunity we've architected because we built the right uh, partnerships and put the right people uh, in those arenas so that they're just thinking about the next team they're going to build uh, and where the sport is going. Uh, boards should not be the most interesting part of a discussion about how an org is doing. Um, so for me, it's about putting people who want to put their head down, do the work, uh, and also aren't um, having to navigate minefields of uh, people's opinions because we should already have given them the opportunity to voice those and come to a consensus. I mean, we pay to be members of USA Dodgeball. The membership should have a role in where the board is going and the board members have to be receptive to that. And I think they have been during a really tough time. And I think we are at the tail end of what is happening with this pandemic and what we can do in a sports organization and rec sports are growing. Um, and dodgeball should be one of those sports. I really hope to learn a lot from people who run and play pickleball. I've already scheduled some meetings with people that run it locally because that sport is growing so fast and dodgeball should be learning from those people so we can emulate them. All right. So there's a few other questions that Bill had asked, um, but we're just gonna pick one more and that's, um, how do you plan on improving USA dodgeball such that others could do that same thing without having to be on the board in the future or such that someone doesn't seek to work around you instead? I like that. Okay. That's really great vision. Thanks, Bill. Um, so the biggest thing is we have, like I talked about before, we have to create a knowledge base and toolkit and online access that even if no one talks to us, they can go on the website and download everything they need to run dodgeball in that, in their area. The USA dodgeball site is great for the tournament scene, uh, but it does not help anyone start a new league. Uh, and that is, what we provide i mean that is what we should be providing which is like hey here's how to make the sport happen in your area we are here to support you but if you don't want to talk to us have a great time playing the game like that should be the bare minimum uh because not everyone wants to get involved in a nonprofit and like participate they just want to play the sport in fact most of the player base wants to just play the sport our job is to make it as easy on them as possible and that is about being transparent and about creating opportunities by creating really robust tools. Um, and I think that's the basic thing the board should be doing. Nice. I will, I will humor Bill one last time because you, you did mention this in the previous question. And he asked, will you post a public write-up on what you've learned in the last three days before the election closes? Um, just throwing that out there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Bill, uh, if you're listening, and I hope you are, uh, please follow up with me. If you have any more dialed in questions, I'm happy to get into the nitty gritty, but I want to keep things pretty straightforward for the podcast because that's how I'm going to reach listeners. Awesome. And uh, with that, um, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. So do you have any closing thoughts or any uh, final remarks you'd like to articulate before we sign off? Yeah, uh, I'd like everyone to think about why would somebody no one knows uh, and who has received the messages I've received in the last couple of days want to continue? It's because fundamentally, I love the sport. I never played sports. I was a queer kid that played sports when I was a little kid. And as soon as I came out, that opportunity for a lot of reasons was taken away from me. I got to rediscover it as an adult. And it brought me so much joy uh, that I want to keep that joy going for myself as long as I can play. And I want to create that opportunity for other people. Uh, and I think I can do that through USA Dodgeball because I know how to make an organization successful. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate that, Kyle. And like I said, offline, um, you know, 
I, I did not know really know who you were until I started reading the threads. Uh, so I appreciate you being very thorough and openly responding to a lot of these questions. Uh, obviously, you're being, I want to say, a great sport by exposing yourself to a lot of the uh, messages, and you're getting an idea of um, you know what uh, I hope life is not like for our board members. But um, I feel like this is a great opportunity for other people to learn about you. So definitely appreciate you taking the time, writing down some notes, making this a pretty easy interview. And uh, all I can say is best of luck, and we'll we'll end it there. Thanks, Yuma. Thank you so much. This was a real pleasure. I enjoyed myself.